Hello, and welcome back to the Ark of E podcast. My name is Noah. And my name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers. Back with you to uh, talk a little more TV. Uh, kicking off this month by wrapping out two of the biggest uh, finales in recent TV history. Mm-hmm. We're a little late to the party, uh, but we had to we had to go on the road to Reckoning. We gotta do that at the end of every month. So. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but this is a great way to kick off the month of June. The what? The month of June. 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 Yes. Happy June. Happy June to Happy you June. too, as well. Um, <laughs> Happy June to you too, brother. <laughs> thank you. Um, so yeah, I think we're gonna call this one "Sticking the Landing." Yeah. Subtitle saying goodbye to Barry in succession. We uh, we did a pretty extensive. What are you looking at? What? I was just reading articles about these finales, just uh, okay. mainly concerned with the numbers of what they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's what we're all about here. Yeah, yeah, of course, the numbers. The numbers. Yeah. Very important. Um, but yeah, we uh, we did a pretty big succession episode a couple weeks back at this point. Yeah, about two I weeks I had back. Mikey on in between, and then we just did Road Wreck. Sorry, we're recording some of these together, so we're lost in time and space. But the finale's just air. We are, this is currently Wednesday. After Memorial Day, mm-hmm. so we watch these Sunday night, and I think given uh, that Succession has kind of dominated most of the uh, post-finale conversation uh, in the space, I think we're going to open with Barry. I think that's the move, because I feel like yeah, just by virtue of it airing right alongside the final season, maybe it got a little shortchanged in the in the discourse. I don't know. Hasn't made as much noise, I feel like. And that might also be a result of, uh, you know, the final season going into some places that maybe people weren't as comfortable with, weren't as excited by. Maybe three lost some people. I don't know. Maybe you had a certain amount of people who got to the end of three and were like, well, that's it, right? They don't need to make any more of this. There's more. Does there need to be more? Um, There definitely needed to be more. I'm glad we got more. Um, oh, of course. And again, the episode's called Sticking the Landing. These are, I texted you afterward. So, okay. Spoilers for Barry and Succession, the entirety of the series. Yes. If you haven't watched them, Don't you know, sorry, we, we fucked up this week. Uh, but yeah. You texted me. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it really does pay to suck the biggest dick in the room. And I'm so glad that I did not read that until, like, I saw that you had sent me a text. But I watch these, like, way later on the evening because I always watch Barry first on mm-hmm. Sunday nights, which means I have to wait for the entirety of Succession to air and then Barry to pop up. So I'm watching Succession basically an hour and a half removed from everybody else. Now, this was even further delayed Sunday night because I was like, I'm off Monday. There's no no rush. Right. And there was a little bit of, like, I don't want him to end. I was kind of trying to savor it, yeah. enjoy my Sunday evening. But... I saw that you had texted me, but I literally, I, I called most people in advance and it didn't occur to me to call you, but like I called Tim and his wife, Elise, and I was, cause we have a group chat and I was like, I just to let you know, I, I watched them in reverse order. Do not text me a fucking thing about <laughs> either of these shows until the following day. Yeah. And then they were like, well, we don't even know if we're going to get to him cause we have friends in town, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, you let me know when I can talk to you about 
these shows. So yeah, I waited until after I had watched both because I didn't know if you were talking Barry. I didn't know what you were talking about, but I certainly found out. But yeah, I should have I should have specified, even though I figured you would be watching them way later than me because you stay up way later than I do. But no, that I mean, I'd kind of been like, I'd kind of hung around Sunday and was just kind of. Dude, I lit- I spent most of the day literally just like just waiting for it because mm-hmm. I was just that's all that's all I've been waiting for the week prior. And yeah. I was sitting there on Sunday and like it was kind of dreary down here. We were gonna try and ride bikes, mm-hmm. and we were both just kind of like just not in the mood. And like, yeah, it was it was a very tedious. What should have been a really relaxing Sunday, like do I have to work tomorrow? Do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know, felt really tedious because I was just like, dude, just be 10 o'clock. Can right. just be like 10 sat- o'clock? Like Saturday, right Saturday I watched Dave. And then um, Sunday, you know, just kind of hung around. I think we caught up on, um, you know, we, we kind of caught up on extrapolations a little bit. And then we... Uh, and you and I, will, we'll talk Dave in depth. Uh, it ends this week yeah. that we're recording this episode. So maybe, uh, I don't yeah. know. We'll get to it down the road. I I'm still, like, I feel I'm like... still one episode behind right now. So. Okay, well, if you're one, I behind... just watched the Met Gala last night. Oh I'm gonna God. watch. I'll watch nine when you leave. Okay, so bit. the nine is gonna probably get you back on board with everything. With the, you, okay, the issues you've had with it. I I'm think ha- nine I'm happy to hear you say that because I, I, it was weird. I, uh, as much as I enjoyed the Met Gala episode, I, again, we will do a Dave episode. Sorry. Um, yeah, I was kind of, I don't know, I felt like I was like left out of the party a little bit where I'm like, am I not as hot on this season as everybody else is? And so I did a cursory like look around, like I literally Googled, does Dave season three suck? Not that I think it sucks, but I was just like, mm-hmm. I was trying to get to like, give me the, give me the shit take. Give me the, mm-hmm. give me the people that hate it. And I couldn't find any. Right. So I was kind of like, all right, I've been watching them at a weird pace and like I'll do two one night and then I'll take like three weeks off. You know, it's been all over the place. So that's a little bit of a part of it. But I'm very encouraged to hear you say that about nine. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then Sunday we watched Class of 09. Caught up on that. I don't know if you're watching that or not. Pretty good. Uh, I heard mixed things. I, I mean, it's got our boy in it, but. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's, I mean. I think it's great. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. Let me know. Um, Just the way they play around with past, present, future. I think it's perfect. Um, And. I think what we'll do, because this is obviously, this conversation is going to expand. We're covering two shows. But I think when we come back next time, we'll talk Dave season finale or whatever. And then I want to get into the discussion of like, now, I I literally told Tim and Elise, I was like, you guys prepare. Because after Sunday night, like Prestige TV, it's dead. It's dead. You're not waiting around for the idol? Also, we, we, you and I got to talk yeah, about the episode idol by episode. Point. We're going to do it weekly podcast. The idol, you, me. Is that what we're going to be for the next? Is it eight or ten episodes? I have no idea. I don't care. Are we going? Is that are we going to turn the network over to <laughs> the most controversial show of the year? Um, Who knows? No, I mean if you're if you want to do it, I mean uh, I'm going to probably. I do it I had to like just Veronica's like, are you going to be watching? I was like, yep, I'm going to be watching it, and she was like. Really, and I was like, for the pod, I gotta do it for the pod. I was like, I was like, but yeah, we're gonna. I was like, it's literally probably the Gavin. It's Gavin's favorite artist who he's talked about probably more than anybody else on this network. Um, we have to like whether I like it or feel good about it or not. Well, yeah, we're gonna talk about it. So, yeah. 
I mean, you saw he's already changed his name and everything, right? He's done with the weekend. Like, it's yeah. done deal. Okay. We'll so, say, yeah. We'll, we'll put a stake in the ground right now. Next week. Yeah, we'll we'll do this if again. If you don't like Tuesday if you don't night. like the pilot on Sunday, then you don't have to worry yeah, about it. But, but I'll we'll, do it by myself. We'll talk. I'll do my own. We'll talk, Dave. We'll talk the idol. Whatever uh, that show was, you you followed by yourself. Your here own. and now, never forget. Yeah, I'll do. Uh, I'll do that myself. <laughs> when I single handedly got an HBO show canceled because they yeah. were like, no. I'm going to single handedly <laughs> keep this one going. People are going to come to. They're going to be like, watch the show podcast. Just this kid talking about it by himself. You know, follow along for the tie-in podcast. HBO is going to hear it Monday morning, and they're going to be like, "Oh my god, we got to get this killed in the paper." Got to get in on that site, guys. Yeah. All right, that's what's so going. So I guess idle episode by episode yeah. recaps coming for you mm-hmm. on Deep the dives. future Wednesdays. Yeah, we we will still do still do Road to Reckoning. Right. I promise that will not go away. But apparently, the weekend or excuse me, apparently Abel Tesfaye is hijacking our entire network for yeah. the next month and a half two months three months i don't know how long the show's gonna be okay i'm there for it. that's all but yeah we have to have the like what is television now conversation i i did remind myself i was like oh the bear's coming back so we get true detective in a couple months yeah but you're not thrilled it's an an, it. no, no no i'm very excited but i was thinking about this i was like but it's an anthology thing in the same way that i'm like fargo is a fantastic show but the simple fact that it's an anthology means that there have been peaks and valleys mm-hmm you know, I'm just, it's a different, it's a different ball game. I'm just, are like, you afraid that because it's the fourth season, that's going to be a, a valley like season two was, is that what your, that's your ultimate fear for, of true, true D? Tech, yeah. I'm like incredibly excited for this season. I, here's, here's my thing though, is I'm like, I want this to be the season where we finally go full supernatural and it is the thing. Like. Mm-hmm. The vibe and aesthetic, I'm like, just be the thing. Like, can we do the thing as a TV show? Yeah. I know they kind of tried to do that on HBO. It was a, like an import show from the last outsider? year. No, 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 no. They're in, a, they're in like a, uh, the Antarctic. It was in the Antarctic yeah, yeah, yeah. facility, the and there was maybe yeah. aliens or a virus or something. Mm-hmm. The head? Is that what it was called? Yeah. But I, I heard it didn't all come together, but I, definitely like thing-type vibes. I think what you're going to find is... My answer to that question about TV is go check out Apple TV because there's a ton of stuff there that you haven't watched. So maybe in lieu of like the idol, maybe you go catch up on Apple TV for a month or two and tell me what you think of the shows that have already come out this year. The ones that are going to be coming out and maybe catch like an original movie or something and you report back. Okay. We do that for the summer. We'll figure it out. All right. Barry. Barry, when we last talked about Barry, where were you at? You were like... You were behind me. Where were you at, though? I was current with it. Current with it, which would have been... So, uh, which would have been episode... The jump. I, I knew about the jump in time. We talked about that, yeah. but we had... And we had seen... I had not watched the app because we see the jump in time at the end of one, but the next one, we're full on into it. I don't know you and I. I would, mainly I've been focused, caught up. You had only watched the first two episodes when we talked on Mike. There was only two to watch at that point. Yes, because excuse me, I'm conflating it because we did a whole succession episode, right? But we never talked about any of Barry, right? In even though we had caught episode. up by then, yeah, I yes. caught up with it all by then. Yeah. So yeah, I guess let's let's go back to the jump, which I, for as much as you could say there was any controversy this season, uh, that that definitely maybe was a 
some people were like what the hell's going on is this a dream sequence and then we're either relieved by like oh no they're committing to this or we're like why are we why are we doing this um but i i don't know i've been over the mood for all of the decisions he made but that was kind of the first big like beyond the tonal shift of the show right in the last season and a half um so yeah what did you what did you make of young john and uh all that stuff i it's one of those where like i was trying not to get bogged down to the minutia of like okay so i'm just supposed to accept that like she had a child because she's so indifferent to this child she doesn't love this child at all right like she's so stuck in her own bullshit about mm-hmm. having to leave her life behind which she signed up for because Barry, again, Barry's the only person that you feel like you could leave with and it would be safe because Barry's Barry. And so, but I also was like, okay, this is his like atonement. This is his like, you know, all right, I did some bad things, but I'm not a bad guy. Let me like, you know, I'm going to like try and put everything behind me. If I do this thing good and raise this son good, like, like maybe I wasn't raised good. I'll be Okay. To the point that, like, one of my favorite bits was as he's leaving to come back to L.A., all the podcasts he's listening to and be like, yep, turns out murder's definitely all right. You know, when first it's like, murder's a sin and you shouldn't. And just the the fucking satire of, of, like, you can find anything you want to hear in an echo chamber, especially when it comes to, like, validation and, like, you know, like-minded things that are going to make you feel like what you're doing or what you're into is not wrong at all. I love I love that. I love that. I mean, I love the tone of this show and what it's saying. If, if, if you can't get it, I get what it's saying about everything. Life, Hollywood, celebrity, satire, just everything in general. I love what it's doing. And so when I'm like, okay, this is how they're living. This is what happens and whatnot. And you have that whole episode with just, it's just the two of them anchoring it. Now, granted, you have her at work, but you have him and John. And you totally get the vibe of like, John loves his dad and like you know his dad is his world also has a completely curated perspective of him uh-huh yeah I let me take out all bit. my bad sides let me take out everything that made me bad and let me just give him the good points to the point that like we, <laughs> i love that they're like i talked about abraham lincoln and then it's like uh turns out that guy abe uh yeah kind of did some bad stuff and it's just like of course it is of it goes straight back to what i was just saying about what he finds about himself it's just like you can find anything you need to to validate or discredit what you want Mm -hmm. to the point where like him i love john and his buddy playing catch he's like you kind of get it Barry goes out of his way to show. <laughs> most... no, no, no. The second one where it's like, Noah, Noah, because the kid's on the ground after being hit with a ball and he's dying. And I'm like, oh my God, no, this is terrible. But at the same time, I'm dying laughing. I'm just thinking like, what is Noah feeling watching this episode? But he goes out of his way to show his children, his child, children getting killed playing baseball to the point the next night he's like, I don't want to get killed by a baseball. And like... She's having to lay in bed with them and like, you know, to comfort them. But you didn't you get that brilliant thing of like her just like she's checked out. She just kind of politely just kind of like inconveniently rolls over on her side, you know. And then the only really thing that like I got thrown with was like the whole like thing with her and John at the house while Barry was gone. That was like her psyche or did that like legit happen? 
I think it happened. I, I thought it was the dude from from work. Maybe. I mean, it's on It's not like one hundred percent explained. But there was also I, I conflated it at the time because Fuchs and Noho Hank are talking, and it's like, oh, things are already in motion. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, they're already like already tracking him essentially right they're sending people to the house that's what i thought it was initially um but then no i took it as that was her her co-worker that yeah. she threatened the day prior like yeah. coming back in or getting him fired but at the yes. same time like the way it plays is because nothing really happens to her she's not assaulted she's not beaten up the dude slams the door behind her and like it's very, the, very surreal. Yeah. Right. So in my head, I'm like, this is her innate fear of being alone, that if she's alone without Barry, people who know the guy that she she and Barry killed are going to come find her. And the only way she's going to be okay is if Barry's with her. And when we see her without Barry, maybe she trashed the house. Maybe there was an earthquake. But when you see like the ramifications of it being... Like the house being fucked up, you're like, okay, it definitely had to happen. But in my head, I'm like, we're seeing this from her perspective. So, like, did this happen? Right. Maybe the house is completely fine, and that's why John is freaking out. One, because his dad is gone, and two, his mom is batshit crazy because mm-hmm. she can't be alone. She has to be with Barry because Barry is safe to her. Barry will always protect her. You know, even though she's fine going to work and like she drinks on the job, and whatnot. But like being alone at the house with well, the kids, she's, she's playing a character. Right. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, she only works if she's playing a character and that, 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 I mean, that kind of rates, you see that when the whole like scene stealing, she tries to do with fucking Paul, um, Paul Crane calling her out. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah. Or Paul McCrane, sorry, from ER fame. Uh, like, yeah, it just, I don't know. I, I was, I was like, okay. And I'm, I, I do love the subversion that I got in the finale. Because, you know, we get into, like, okay, Barry sees it, like, Gene Cousinaus comes out of hiding. He's going to, like, he's, he's, he thinks he's, like, trying to get a movie made, so he's like, I got to kill Cousineau. So he's, like, he goes back to L.A., and you're like, okay. And I kind of saw it coming. That's the only thing I really saw coming was, like, Gene's just walking around in the house with the door open. Of course, of course the detective's going to be there. Like, it's 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 got to happen. Mm-hmm. But the flip from that with, you know, putting him, putting him in the room and what he's doing him to like get him to talk and like how that all gets switched around. Initially, I kind of was like, this is not doing it for me because this just feels like lazy, easy writing. But at the same time, it perfectly fits with this idea of like you were once considered a hero. Now you like maybe you're the villain misrepresentation, like people just going with a headline and running, not doing the legwork and like finding out what's true, just going off of a headline, you know, we can, that's some of that stuff's going to come up in succession too, but like, and of course the, the thing that Robert wisdom's character pulls out of all that is the money, which is like one of those tiny little threads that you don't even think of. Yeah. I forgot all about it. Oh, but that would come into being relevant. Okay. That's interesting because it just bottom line, it is literal proof that he knew that he had murdered Janice and that, and didn't say anything about it mm-hmm. for at least like six months or right. something like that. Like he was fine to get the, the star treatment and get like exactly. But here's the key thing. Robert wisdom still gives him 
the one last opportunity mm-hmm. with the whole fake out of like my client but is Daniel Day Lewis, but it's Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> Do you think Mark would come here? Which is so funny because I'm sitting there and in the moment I'm like, well, I know this is bullshit. Right. But I also loved that I was like, of course. It was like the one name that you could pull out. Anybody will stop for me. That he would do. Like, I will sacrifice all my my morals for. It was like, but Daniel Day-Lewis is interested. Incredible. But I knew exactly what he was walking into. But I didn't quite see the turn of like, Oh, but the money, and now they're going to think you're implicated, and holy shit. I love the part, the fact that the guy's like, I was actually in your class. I'm an actor. I was actually in your class like five years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, and I was like, was he in the pilot? I was like, I think he might have been like in the first season. Might that guy been. just in the background. Yeah, could have been. Um, so, yeah. That turn, pretty surprising. And at the end of nine... Or excuse me, I keep thinking these episodes, these seasons are ten episodes. They're not. They're mm-hmm. eight. Uh, at the end of seven, mm-hmm. it's basically like, okay, Noho Hank has Sally and John. Fuchs is headed there. Oh, dude, I Kusina, It was just basically let's, like, let's run it back. Oh, we will. But Fucking, I was just gonna say, we're all converging on this to have it thing. all set up. Of like, I thought that's what we're going to the finale. Yeah. So I was just like. You're telling me like every principal character is about to just like be at the same location, and of course nothing played out at all. How oh, no, I expected I love, it that's to. the subversion I love. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Fuchs. Yeah, the Raven. <laughs> him <laughs> getting out of prison and just going twiddling his fingers, and the guard doing it to him. And the first place he goes is a fucking like Starbucks, and, and then that up woman the is with, yeah, the woman is with him, and he's like, "Look at me." Never thought I'd have a family at all. <laughs> I thought my daughter's going to Fullerton or whatever. You see oh no! What? What? I forget what the college was, but it was so funny. Yeah. Pepperdine. 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 She's going to Pepperdine. Oh, Pepperdine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, that shit was hilarious. And the whole like, <laughs> they uh, I think it was the, I think it was the heads. <laughs> he was cutting off that. So what if, if we know we've got business going down? I just take him out for a nice meal. No problem. <laughs> I love the bit before that. With hey, no I'm just, being like, you know, we can't always plan, though. We don't always know when shit's about to go down. Oh, we just oh, turn, a, turn a movie on. <laughs> turn some music up real loud. Could try Fast and the Furious. Those movies are so loud. <laughs> but if you've never seen them, bro, like, you got to go back. But I love before that when Hank assembles, like, the dream team of assassins. He cannot get over the one. He's like, oh, he's yes. just attractive. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, okay. And then he... <laughs> When he gets the heads back, he's like, why am I still doing this? He's So, okay, I don't know if you talked to no. Mo, you have to, because I, I talked to her. But mom told me that she texted you was like, is it? Is yeah, it she bad that like, Noho Hank is my favorite? And yeah, I'm like, I was like no, absolutely not. not. And he's the she, heart and soul of the show. Then she reminded me that Chris, I've never watched mine. It's like when Sons mm-hmm. of Anarchy was over, I, I haven't really watched any of it. But she reminded me that he was on Mayans. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, he's not. like. I so, randomly saw him in a promo yeah. for the most I was like, recent okay, season. All right. Yeah. That works. So, but yeah. And then it's like the whole, I do, I do. Maybe we, maybe we already discussed it. Maybe, well, we didn't. But like when they, when they're looking for Barry and they're like, we got a line on Oho Hank and all this. And they like, the team stacking up and they go into Dave and Buster's and they're just like, get out, you piece of shit. <laughs> So some guy who's random has got like an Oilers shirt on, which is just confusing. Like I don't get a bunch of Browns fans in an Oilers. It's just so fucking. God, it's so fucking. Yeah, it's just that, and then of course we get the twist of like 
Hank was willing to sell out all of their rivals so one that like, of, he and Cristobal could be safe. And like One of my favorite runners through all of season four, I feel like this was for me and like, you know, a couple, you know, maybe a couple thousand other people. I don't know. He's got his fans. But the, uh, the inmates who uh, Fuchs ends up like bringing into the fold, but one of them is Andre Highland, mm-hmm. bearded guy or mustachioed white guy mm-hmm. who is in like Relaxer and a bunch of other movies that I absolutely love. He just, he kills it. Um, good friend of our mutual friend, Yoni Wolf. Hmm. I think they're both Ohio guys anyways, but him and his buddy who like are kind of just in the background and have moments like throughout mm-hmm. the season. And let's like, they still give them a moment in the finale during the shootout and everything after it goes down. Mm-hmm. Like that was a nice touch. I, re- I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, okay. We get into the finale and we have like everybody converging, converging basically. And yeah, I, you and I were talking about it earlier, but the, yeah, just the pure comedy of Barry walking into Walmart and like, Strapping on assault rifles. Second time he's been in there, of course. Mm-hmm. I love the the previous time where they're like, "Oh yeah, legally I have to show you these photos of uh, what a bullet can do to a human body." Huh? Okay, yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, no. As soon as he walked out, I just said out loud to Bex, "I was like, there's no waiting period on rifles. You have to wait for a handgun, but you can get a rifle the same day." Like in my head, that's the first place I went to. I was like, "Of course." And the comedy of like them being strapped, two straps behind him he's got two right a rifle and a shotgun clank 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 as he's walking <laughs> through walmart and no one bats an no eye. one bats an eye in california yes like that's the only thing that threw me if that was here i don't think anybody'd say anything but in right. california you feel like they're losing their minds for that so the satire of it all like how easy it is for him well, to get a yes, gun but again another thing that doesn't get represented because everybody looks at like Oh, Hollywood, the liberal elites of the West Coast. And I'm like, they're, I, all I've ever heard is California has more rednecks than the South does mm-hmm. in terms of like, no, those like. Yeah, but these are like gang member rednecks who like make meth. I know, and, but like, it's just like, sell it. that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like, the, yes, the voting body out there is historically Democratic. I was like, there are plenty of Republicans in California. There's plenty of Walmarts too. I'm yeah. just if you If you yeah. look at that map. Which is why the Electoral College is bullshit. That map has a lot of blue in the big cities. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the state, a lot of red. Whole lot yeah, of red. a lot of red. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so going into the finale at like knows Hank's compound. And of Mo- course it yeah. all pops off beforehand. And again, there have been so many like just interesting decisions. We talked about earlier in the season when he does the flashback to Barry as a kid like mm-hmm. the first time he meets Fuchs and I remember just being blown away where I was like dude this is so simple and genius and why don't more people do it it's like we're not going to spend a bunch of money to de-age Steven Root mm-hmm. we're not going to do a big makeup job on him mm-hmm. we're just going to shoot this at a really long distance we're going to yeah. make an artistic choice yeah. that also serves a purpose in that way and I was just like that's the kind of like I also feel like he's such a hater is such a student of film making that at this point he's like he's one of those guys who's seen everything did he not direct so the he, last four episodes five episodes he directed the entire finale or the entire final season I thought he directed I thought somebody else directed like the first two the whole thing top oh, of the bottom good for almost, him. And if I'm not mistaken and most of three as well yeah no it is pretty much full on auteurship well, and that's point. and that's yeah. that's one thing I want to get to because like first thing I asked Becky was what she thought she was like oh, I don't know and I said she, what about you and I was like knowing that 
that's all he ever wanted to do. You know, he come came out to L.A. He was Arnold's PA on a movie. He got funny. People put him in. So, like, knowing that he's finally now getting to, maybe he does want to direct a big movie. But, like, if this, if this is what he, if he had to do all that stuff with SNL and the movies he was in, to get here, to make this, and to, like, kind of be a little bit of, like, a, well, here's kind of what I've noticed in, like, the 20 years I've been out here. I'm going to make fun of it, but it's going to be, like, really nice. And, like, it'll be funny be super funny to some people funny to most super funny to others violence will be there but when it's violent it's violent and it's going to get dark and once it gets dark it does not get light anymore it's just going to be dark and the fact that they let him make that and they let him do it for four seasons and he got to be in the mass control like whether he does any other project again on any sort of scale whether it's a movie that he's directing or another series he produces if this is what he really wanted to do with the shot he got i'm happy for that regardless of how anybody else feels about it. Yeah. It's, it doesn't hurt that like what he gave you is fucking amazing. And will be it, something be that those... like I will rewatch yeah. pretty regularly because it's also so digestible, yeah. even for as dark and twisted a show right. as it is. It's, well, yeah, I mean, it, it, it has something for everybody. Like anybody, anybody who I've ever thought of like recommending it to, I've had no qualms about it because I'm like, they will get it. They, yeah. at some point they'll see like, Oh, I get it. That's, you know, they may not get certain jokes, you know. There's so, there are so many jokes to me even in going back through it that are so inside baseball and so like industry specific mm-hmm. that I'm just I do wonder sometimes if like there's a solid 25 to 30% of the jokes that your average right. like viewer just kind of like glock, you know, just passes right by them. Mm-hmm. Um but I never feel like it's alienating at the same time. But there are those like deep cut industry jokes throughout that are just like no perfect. Oh yeah, just about just him <laughs> Dude, shaking the, the the. I'm sorry, sorry to jump to it, but the the commemorative rip torn gun coming mm-hmm. into play that's yeah. been set up for all of these seasons, yes. and they've even referenced well. Well, Rip Torn gave it to you. It's probably got, probably well, fires real bullets. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like the um, what was I gonna say? The uh, just the end bit of like, just everything with Kuznow and like his hatred of the industry, and then like when Barry finally sets it up for him to be, you know, accepted, and he's just like, well, yeah, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and then like you know, he helps the woman get her show and all that. And it's Joe just, Montana. Joe Montana. Dude, <laughs> him and Joe Montana talking. It's like that's why we do it, brother. You're like, it was what? just so funny to me because I remembered like that whole like oh, I got my chip, you know, because he supports the troops and everything. And I just recently it was like the Memorial Day concert presented by Gary Sinise and Joe Montana. <laughs> They're doing all the promo for it, and I was like, oh, I forget, he is like a legit big like veterans advocate. Yeah, totally. All this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's that would have been the only thing I would have added is if you could have got Gary Sinise in there somewhere, probably would have taken the show to an eleven, oh, but it's fine. Um, okay, yeah, so, so we're all the, together. Sorry, I mean to, to. I was talking about the filming for a minute, but yeah. w- that shootout between Fuchs and Noho Hanks crews mm-hmm. that escalates before Barry can even get there to like mm-hmm. you know have a cool badass action scene or whatever, which again creates a version. But to play that all out in a big master shot of mm-hmm. just like everybody gets blown away kind of at the same time. Um, you're doing kind of the Reservoir Dogs thing of like, all right, but who shot who? And you're like, 
where's the kid? Where's Sally? You're trying and to figure out all is on of Hank. that. Like when Hank, you see Hank go, and you know everybody else is going, and you kind of stay with him, and then the like the pull around of like, okay, now let's turn and let's watch what happened to this mob, and you're Dude. like, oh shit. But then, dude, the grenade throw, like the all the last of, guy, the last second, <laughs> just taking it. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I love when they have, do that long pan across. Andre Highlands like crying over the body of his buddy. I was like, they had their own little arc, like the whole season. Yeah. I loved it. He's just like so devastated. His buddy's like guts are on the floor. And shit. <laughs> so but now brutal. we have Chechens who will die for us. <laughs> That's exactly and dude, what I, I mean. The person who weirdly, in all of this, like, got the most redemption, I felt like, was fucking Fuchs. Yeah. After all of this shit, the one Fuchs person never who kind anyone of, like, in his life. who really, like, made a conscious decision to, like, I fucked this kid up. Like, this bottom line. Is my fault. This is my fault. Mm-hmm. Here's how I can make it right. I can give him his kid back. He has no context of like how Barry's been influenced by that kid. None of that. But he can metaphorically be like, well, I can give you back the childhood that I took away from you. Right. In the form of this kid. And we're square. And I loved the, like just the looks exchanged between the two of them. Mm-hmm. We're just like perfect dude. And yeah, I, again, subverting expectations i figured in that like standoff like fuchs is the one who's gonna get blown away because i'm more invested in noho hank but like having him die at like crystal ball statue the hand like all of that mm-hmm. stuff was just like so perfect and i'm sitting there kind of like in my head i'm like there's only been like 10 minutes bro <laughs> like, yeah we got a lot of episode left like right. what else is gonna happen here <laughs> um so then yeah where do we I mean, basically, they like they get away, you know. She finds her way outside, and they go to the they, they go to the uh, they go to the hotel, and he, she's like, you know, they could this could all go south on Cousinau. You should really turn yourself in. He's like, it's just been a long day. Yeah, no. When he immediately, I don't think God wants me to do that. Like, I was prepared to die. Dude, to go when he there. pulled out, the, God, I don't think God, God wants yeah. me to do that. That is, you know, just yeah. reinforcing. I'm like, God damn it, Barry. Like. I just, I can't root for you anymore, right. dude. I can't do it. You know, I haven't been able to do it for like two seasons. <laughs> and you're just, at that point, I literally said out loud to Veronica, I was like, Sally's going to have to kill him. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought that's where we were headed. Mm-hmm. I genuinely thought she's going to have to be the one to do it. Right. And that's not what happened. No. That's not yeah. what happened. When, but I really thought, up, I, said, I like, really thought gone. that's where we they're, were headed. They're out of there. And then, yeah, when they were gone, I was just like. Okay, smart decision. Get the kid out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole we didn't even talk about, but like her confessing to the kid, like you know we're we're bad people. I killed somebody. Your dad killed somebody. But like you're a good person, or whatever. And like her breaking down and the kid comforting her, like mm-hmm. that shit all like really played for me mm-hmm. and kind of like I don't know brought into a little bit more focus that it's like. I feel like she's so checked out in the situation that they've made, the life that they've made for themselves. Because she's real. I mean, she knows she's trapped with a monster. <laughs> like, right. She knows she is, but she's kind of acquiesced to that. Mm-hmm. Because, and again, she's repeating cycles of abuse and shit that yeah. has been set up since the first season of the ex boyfriend. Like, you know, you keep wanting to see her. Like, you're just fucking. I mean, when she, at the end of what is it, end of four or five, when he shows up all covered in dirt, he's been missing the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, let's go. And she's like, yeah, okay. Like, let's do it. Let's go. 
Um, mm-hmm. You're sitting there he going... He says, let me stay here tonight. She's like, right. let's go. And he's like, really? Yeah, that's and right. And the episode... Really? Then we <laughs> smash cut to, like, the beginning mm-hmm. of the, like... You that's know. right. That's all in that mm-hmm. one episode. Yeah, so... It's then it's just him heading over to Kusnow's, right? Yeah, There's nothing just, else to wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like that we get a little bit more Fred Melamed. Yeah. I owe you a Vitamix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all that off-screen stuff. And, of course, I'm like, you know... <clears throat> It's incredibly well framed and staged because they set everything up and I'm like, oh no, the moment when Barry finally has like a realization that like, okay, I should like, I should turn myself in. That's what I'm going to do. Like call the cops and we hear the shot go off. I'm like, no, not like, not Gene. <laughs> Kuzan didn't just shoot like, himself Gene in the head. Gene just killed himself right at the moment when yeah. like everything was about to work out. And then the yeah the pan over of it was like, oh shit! And then the, oh wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> boom! And that last another shot pull- one through the head, dude. Yeah. Oh, and that man. last shot pulling back of them being like, you know, him dead. There was a part of me that was like, you know, he's dead and gone, and that's exactly where where he wanted to end this. But like in the true Hollywood ending, it would be that like, oh, those are really just blanks, and he's like. He's just kind of knocked out for a little bit. Like, it really didn't hurt. And he's going to be able to get up and just leave. But then the smash cut to, like, okay, Sally's up on stage now. And she's like, look at all. Like, she's, you know, obviously teaching, you know, kids how to act. And you have John growing up a little bit more. And it's just a typical, like, whatever. And, again, she does not, from what I remember, I have to go back and watch the episode again. She has not told that child that she loves him at all it is never uttered to him once that she loves him like i love you john Mm -hmm. i love you son she doesn't say that the entire time she has a child maybe she did when he was younger maybe it was like fun and like oh my god we have a baby and like we have to stay together we're on the run but like she is just checked out and done and like she doesn't acknowledge him as like i love he says i love you multiple times even in the ending there where they're supposed to be in a better place Mm-hmm. You know, after she's turned down the dude that hit on her, you know, she's like, nope. And she's out, but she doesn't even tell him like, Hey, be home. I, I love you. Be safe. Be home. She just, you know, all right, I'll see you. And she just goes home, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, okay, I get it. Good choice. Because like, I'm sure you do love him. Cause you got him out of that situation, but you can't say it because right. there's always going to be this weird yeah. attachment, sl- de- detachment rather. But also this like lingering fear of like, well, I don't want you to know too much about your dad or who right. he actually was because I, I don't want you to fucking turn out like him, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but and yeah, I, the but move I can't into... Because you may wind up growing up and regretting that and I kept it from you and you're going to kill me when you grow up. Who knows? Well, yeah, and that's the other whole thing is you're like, clearly she's, you know, she's sheltering him from some sort of narrative. So what's the narrative he gets? The fucking sanitized Hollywood version of it, which I thought was like such a brilliant touch dude to end on that yeah um that's jim cummings playing alternate barry which is just like perfect meta casting i don't know if you have you ever seen thunder road or uh what was the one he just did recently i don't know he's an indie dude like writes directs self-produces it's just it i don't know if i'm allowed like wolf of uh snow hollow did you see that one don't know okay. if I'm allowed to like him. Okay. Okay. But okay. Jim Cummings sounds like a great dude, but I don't know if so I'm allowed to like him. The 
and the uh, <laughs> the the reveal essentially of oh the narrative as far as the world is concerned is that, is that Gene Cousineau is a fucking gr- criminal. No, no, my favorite, my favorite this when he was like, "You can't possibly think that." And her dad goes, "You're a good actor, Gene." And he seems like he's so happy to be acknowledged as being a good actor, but it's like, they're going to fucking accuse you of murder. And you idiot, you don't fucking shoot Barry. You leave him alive to confirm that you are not a terrible person. But what do you do? You just immediately like blow him away the chance you get. I love Which so- arguably, most people probably tell you, probably a good idea you should have. But at the same time, like shoot him in the leg, shoot him in the chest, something where he doesn't die instantly. So people who are on the way to get you could be like, you'd be like tell them. You know, some kind of proof. So now it just looks like you killed the guy that, that you hired to fucking murder your murder FBI your girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah. because you had some kind of involvement with Chechnyans and the and maybe you had the, the your first student. Not, literally none of it tracks. But then remember all of the police officers that we have spent time with in mm-hmm. the course of Barry and how fucking like dumb I would say ninety percent of them were. The only one that's worth it is her father. That's it. Yes, and maybe the DA. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I I was saying there at the end, though, I'm like, this is kind of in a weird, fucked up, totally perverse, Barry sort of way. This is kind of Gene's dream, though. Yeah. Right. To ultimately be thought of as like, you know, even again, it's like, yes, you're you're known forever as the murderer of the woman you loved and like this completely different picture of you. But it's like, would he not enjoy being the celebrity, like the Hannibal Lecter, essentially, of the acting world? Yeah. Like, he's probably having a great time in prison. It's the most attention he's ever gotten. So I was just, I was sitting there going like, dude, again, fucked up and perverse, but it's like, Gene gets to like, have his ultimate celebrity moment where Mm -hmm. it's like, he really made a dent. Sally gets to teach the next generation. She gets the validation of that. No, Hank died because he didn't have his love anymore. He lost Crystal Ball. There's nothing. There's nothing else there. Fuchs, only one who's out in the wind. Also, the only one who redeemed himself in any real tangible sort of way. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Fuchs has never physically killed someone. Almost positive. Yeah. Never. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. So that's my whole thing. I was like, of course he didn't need to die. He didn't do anything wrong. Of course. <laughs> I mean, he did a I, lot of wrong. He did but... a lot of wrong. But like, I just and I will never get over this entire series. I will never get over him. Ending up in places with beautiful women twice <laughs> to start a life with them, only to not be able to let it, let go, it go and have to go back to fuck Just over taking there. all the wrong signs. Dude, I, I love, love it. it. I, I'm so happy to the point of like just watching, watching him <laughs> when, when they they go to attack. It's like okay, load the next one. We only brought one rocket. What? <laughs> I'm thinking budget. He calls him and he's like. You know what you do now? Run out of rockets or whatever. He's like, no, I want a truce. You know, like he's just we're entering a new phase. What phase is that? You know, uh, do whatever the fuck Fugue says, dude. You know what I've been thinking about is like the scenes of Steven Root in fucking RoboCop Three, uh huh, and like the long orange jacket when they're breaking into like the army. I'm like. The origins of the Raven. Like, I want to make some kind of meme or gift of that. It's like, you know, just him on the streets taking weapons and shit. Because I'm like, he has been around for forever, 35, 40 fucking years. And one of those guys who just is like never, there. ever less than 
amazing in everything that he's Find in. me a bad performance of him. I'll fucking wait. I I'll love wait, that dude. even Succession made room for him to reappear in the exactly, final season. dude. Because he's fucking he's Stephen He's fucking Reed. perfect, yeah. dude. Like, he is the ultimate that but guy actor. To, to close it out, everybody gets their weird happy ending because that look on the kid's face at the end of the show, it's like... Barry ultimately got what he wanted. He got somebody finally that saw the version of him that he wanted to project to the entire world. And it's just shitty that it had to be Hollywood to do it. Right, which is all wrapped up in the the storytelling narrative and all the stuff he's been playing with the whole time. And the whole idea of, like, you take this guy who had already basically, when somebody should have, like, taken this kid aside and, like, hey, you seem like you have some issues. Let's talk. Let's get you some help. Let's go to Walter Reed. We have somebody instead who shoved him into the military. <laughs> I'm say I I always took it as like Barry was probably a little off before before the military. It's not the military that did it to him, obviously. No, no I think it's it's, it's, but it's he's on the level of John. You see everything that Barry was in John in these moments where he's talking to him, like, "Well, you did a good thing there." You know, he never got that from his dad. Mm-hmm. He had that. His dad didn't really do whatever. And so maybe Fuchs kind of stepped in. Always kind of searching for a father figure. Pushed him into this. Oh, my God. That was one of the brilliant things I read. So Henry Winkler's take on the final scene, Mm -hmm. their interaction and everything, was he was like, he was like, that's just, that's Barry. Up until this point, the whole like, oh, wow, is he's like, up until this point, as he is, as Barry has seen it, this is his father. And why would Gene ever, you know ever be mad at him because he doesn't understand that like Barry you killed the woman I love and like that upset me but Barry can't process it he's like but I love you and you're my father so so we're good nothing could break that and so the oh wow is literally like oh what oh I like I I get it now I yeah okay so like a moment of clarity right at the end right before he gets it's his fucking brains blown out. It's essentially um, which is my one question of the is, best okay, punchlines right, okay. I can ever think the of. One, the one thing I want to know, just just you know, when was that written? Because in my head, one SNL cast member to another, if you don't have it in Uncut Gems, do you have it in this? Because I feel like that, like. Sandler's at the moment of clarity and everything he's ever wanted is like there. He's got it and it gets taken away from him. Is it a reverse and like a a reverse perversion of that of like, oh, I get it now. Everything that I thought was bullshit. Like, of course, it is all. It's bullshit. We'll get to that in a minute. Oh, yeah. Everything I've been thinking is bullshit. Of course, Gene would want dead. Like, is it a reverse play on that? That's why I want to know when it was written. Was it something that. It was, it was re- rewritten during the pandemic. So yeah, post uncut gems. Yeah. That's what you want to tie I just to. I'm curious because I wonder I I just wonder how other things influence people. Should and ask me. And would uh, if I could I would. And to me, I haven't seen anybody do something like that since uncut gems. So if it is like a yeah, maybe I saw it and I got a nod from it or of like, oh, as soon as I saw that I realized I need to figure I need to figure out a way for the character I've been writing for 2 years to like get to that level it's mm-hmm. just i'm just interested in how the interplay of all that works and sort of like the the thing and you know this throughout the whole series there's been so many jokes and puns like the fact that he gets a tv show just because he's tall 
mm-hmm. you know it's a, that's a hilarious joke but it's kind of true you know most of the time i would imagine you know and then just the different people that like you see like you know can you make that come out of that <laughs> you know like just shit like that fucking having the girl who made coda be in there like are you <laughs> fucking so kidding fucking me <laughs> she's like yeah now i'm making a movie about spain but i'm I just mean, i'm showing my of, range one of my favorite this. jokes of i guess it's season two but though just the way he says jay roach yeah like the director jay roach's name and then jay roach eventually yeah it's the new jay roach movie yeah. like i don't know i can't do it the yeah. way he does it it's much funnier yeah. um yes so i can't but yeah ending on that note with the kid of again I look at it as very perverse because it's it is very dark mm-hmm. to me ultimately that it's like oh wow this is fucked up this is that you know he gets to be a hero in the <laughs> eyes did. of his kid and like there's only a handful of people that really know the true story sorry I'm just thinking about the article headline I found out my dad paid off my <laughs> so he shot me like just all the terrible things about Dude, Gene that... who does not deserve it at all and I think that is the ultimate message those who don't deserve it get shit on and the ones that don't that do, the ones that do deserve it get shit on those that don't deserve it get immortalized like if that is not the most Hollywood fucking esque answer like what what could be you know and I mean you think about it from like look at that in the context of where we're sitting now with God knows when stuff's going to get made because the ones who deserve it writers are getting shit on you know what right. I mean it, it works from the ground up through that entire that entire state that entire town that entire industry those who deserve it get shit on and the ones who least deserve it are the ones we're all going to love you know we maybe we should really have a series about like we should have reality series about like big movers and shakers who make things happen in this country. Not a guy, not a woman who, who fucked a football player and got famous for, it. you know what I mean? Or whose mom happened to be friends with a white girl that got killed by OG Simpson. Like we shouldn't do that, but we do. And it's all fucked. Cause it's all a fucking game. And it really doesn't matter whether you're good or whether you're bad. It's all about how people perceive you. And then your perception of things can change on a dime, which we saw happen to Gene. Gene is the most fucked over character in this whole thing. And it happens in two episodes. And you're thinking like, this isn't going to like, you want to think like, but you is, he's going to get out of it. But you realize like, well, wait a minute. He has been kind of shitty because that, he took that the money. wanting that ego. He did and shoot the, his and, own son. And what I was going to say and the reveal, of course, that we get mainly in season three, um, which is just like, oh, Gene Cousineau. Like we hear all these things peripherally. It's like, it sounds like he was a fucking monster mm-hmm. back in the day. And that's why he never made it. Yeah, so that's why speak. he only taught. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, and again, probably a guy who took on the, the, <laughs> I'm going to be the teacher because I can control the narrative and be seen as a great actor, <laughs> etc. Like, just like you talked about it, the scene after he gets done talking to uh, Vanity Fair and he's just fucking, he's got a towel around his neck and a water bottle. I gave it all I had, you know? <laughs> And then the old boy from uh, from old boy from uh, Mulholland Drive, they just find him, and he's like, "Does he speak German?" No, he, he doesn't. <laughs> he's just like a much. He's not bad. He's just speaking this entire language because Janice's dad got to like eating Harry Bow gummy bears. Dude. Okay, Barry nailed it. Yeah. Um, we went way longer on that Stuck than that I expected lady, to. Dude. But uh, you want to talk Succession? You talk about who's the best boy? <laughs> None of them. None of them. 
spoiler alert, they all lose. Everybody uh, loses. Uh, uh, Shiv, Shiv. They it all lose. Out, As I mentioned, it turns they out, all lose. <laughs> it turns out, um, it's me, Shiv. It, it's me. Um, yeah. It was Tom all along. I feel like I, I didn't, I didn't flat out say it, but definitely in the midst of our discussion, I did manage to elucidate. He is the one guy who has always seemed like he had it all. Yeah. All the elements of like, I've been on the outside. I've watched enough of the people in power to kind of, and, and while it wasn't like, it wasn't a strategic like masterstroke, it was essentially kind of like laid in his lap Mm -hmm. in this. It made it made sense in a weird in oh, a weird dude. way okay. where I was kind of, you know I have been a little bit like oh you know he's really buddy buddy with with Greg like Matson's really buddy buddy with Greg and he told Shiv like oh yeah Mankin's down for U.S. CEO but I'm like but he didn't say you and my weird brain is like oh yeah he's gonna make Greg and Greg will just be a puppet and I'm like no he would never make Greg they're not gonna make a fucking like twenty. Eight-year-old CEO voiced our Royco. I was like, it was right in front of me. No, though. I was like, it was Tom. No, but see, Tom that's the thing. What you thought, Tom? What you thought could have happened because that could have been Madsen. I'm going to shake it up. I'm still going to give you the Roy Star name with a relative of his. Yeah. No. Again, I thought like, that's yeah, where so we that might, be, in a weird, like twisted a crazy, way, yeah. that's where we were headed. But I should have more realistically expected, like, yeah, it was going to be Tom. And then, of course, the ultimate thing, which is where I always hoped the show would land at, which is like. Anybody who was watching this for like, who's going to win? It, that shit never mattered to begin with. No. So hope that's not why you're watching. Um, so I don't remember where our discussion la- uh, la- ended last, but I'm I just I'm going to kind of start from like the end of the. the we had not watched. We had done election night. Right. So we have we have not discussed the funeral or the finale. The funeral, I thought, was perfect. With them I mean, being, this entire final season has yeah, been exceptional and like just, the just, definition of perfection in my just mind. James Cromwell being like, who would stop a, what kind of people would stop a brother from speaking or whatnot? And the fact that you had Roman like rehearsing it, rehearsing it, rehearsing it, rehearsing it all morning. Baby boy's got it. He's one of the there. ultimate rules of television. If you see the rehearsal, you will never see the execution. Right. Something's yeah. going to go wrong. Oh, of course. I, yeah. I knew it was coming. But the level of meltdown that that kid had. I lost it. Mind-boggling. The, like, the is he in there? Is he and in can there? Can we, we get, get him, him out? out? I could not deal with that shit. Yeah. I could not. That was, again, he taps into, like, I don't know. I don't know where he goes to get to that level. It's the same. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, Jeremy Strong and any of them. But it's just, like. They are those people so deeply that I'm like, there. It doesn't feel like there's any acting there, dude. No. Just like you just but, went but to that place. To the cue of that, of like when they come in, and they're like, "No, we can't." And you, in my head, I'm like, these people are seeing these children, like as children, and no one's paying attention to the fact that the oldest child is right over there. He's got his shit together, mm-hmm. you know. Relatively that, speaking, yeah. for the most part, <laughs> you know, but he's not, he's not, sni- he's not sniveling. He's not, oh, 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 oh. because like you, you said it last time we talked, he's come to terms. Like he gets it, you know, and he played ball and he's going to get him a fucking nice embassy suite in uh, Slovenia, wherever the hell he's going to go, you know? And of course he's got Logan's old pad. He bought it from, <laughs> he bought it from Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. yeah. 
One thing I did love, I thought was brilliant, and I don't know how you feel about it. I loved ex-wife getting the news girl, the the her fling, basically going to meet Marsh and being like, "Oh, this is so and so. She was my her." Like that, and the four was another going, moment that going and sitting up front, and like them making eyes about like what uh, she she's in the front row, and I don't know who it was said it, but like her saying, one of them saying, "Well, he won't be grinding his teeth tonight, will he?" Mm-hmm. And then them holding hands. I was like, that is fucking perfect. You have never, ever, ever gotten that sort of insight or information about that man and you get that much the smallest little fucking tiny little molecule of it from four women who knew him better than his own fucking children did and it's gone like that yeah um That's another one of those yeah another one of those quiet Perfect. moments that fucking like literally good, um Carrie and Marsha holding hands for like 2 seconds i was like was like so powerful because of all of the mm-hmm. peripheral shit and the world that this takes place in where it's like, yeah, those tiny little gestures can yeah. like, especially if you hear really, say like, really... Oh, my friend and I brought my other friend who's a lawyer. Cause I didn't, I didn't know, know if I would be able to get in. Right. Yeah. You know? And it's um, like in that humanity, Mm-hmm. Those women are able to set that aside to realize, like, it's not about me. And especially this none of dead. this shit matters anymore because he's gone. Us right. squabbling over him yeah, makes just, no sense. Right. It just Them having us... the presence of mind. And it's like, but meanwhile, They're over children. here in the in the other pew is, like, all of these kids still squabbling and not knowing what to do Freaking now that daddy's like, not yeah. in the picture. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, other funeral stuff. Sorry. Oh, excuse me to that point about getting nuggets about him the whole Ewing eulogy which is just like perfectly we didn't know any like stuff that had been hinted about like a sister yeah but him leaving coming back after she died him not liking the school he went to and like all this other stuff all of that I mean I think what ultimately yeah breaks Roman down and why he can't get up there to follow that is I didn't know any of that Mm-hmm. He never told me any of that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have no con. You know, I have this. How am I gonna follow that? This yeah. perspective of him or whatever. But I, I never knew him like this. How am I? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that compounded with like actually seeing the box and everything. But like the that breakdown, like how it happens in real time, is just. I that's one of those things where I'm just like, it. How do you act that? How do you act the weird, the stutters and the pauses and all? Like you just, you just have to be in it. I guess I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then Kendall swoops in to quote unquote save the day. And I heard a lot of people kind of reference this speech as like, oh, another like, you know, you think he's, you know, flying by the seat of his pants, but he actually pulls out like pretty incredible speech and does what he needs to do. I didn't take that from this at all. I don't know how you looked at it, but I kept because he keeps butting up against like he wants. What he wants to be able to say is like, my father was, you know, a great, loving, caring man, you know, blah, blah, he grew me to be this. But he can't honestly say any of that. Mm -hmm. And in his, like, struggle to, like, what do I say, he ends up playing to the room of a bunch of, you know, 
capitalists who have like the reason they're there is because of Logan's money and what he mm-hmm. did for them. Right. And so he ends up being able to give a speech towards that, which definitely would lend towards like, oh, he could be CEO. Like I could see that. But I like I felt really upset by that whole speech because I'm like, dude, you I, you could see him getting to those points where it's like, well, what you would normally say at any normal person's funeral is like, oh, I remember this great time that we had together and like they taught me this lesson or they imparted this wisdom. It's like you don't have any of that. No. You just have this like larger than life outsized perspective of him. And then Shiv gets up there and gives what I thought was that's what you're supposed to do at a funeral. That was the most human grounded like thing of any of them mm-hmm. um and also is kind of, you know she's also kind of vaguely auditioning for the, mm-hmm. the ceo spot so you can't really remove that from it at the same time but i thought yeah all of those eulogies just incredible and then the aftermath of it like the actual wake and kendall like trying to big dog him and just like oh you fucked it you fucked it. You tried to be dad. You're not dad. You fucked it. And I'm just like, do you mean so mean? And it's like, they're always mean to each other. But right. like, I'm like, guys, he, it's the day of the funeral. Right. Can we, can we stop did, for did two I miss, seconds? Did I miss this or not? But when the, the next president of the United States, did he not make fun of, of Roman being like, oh, it's a cry boy. Did 100%. He, you just like, and I'm just sitting there going, I'm that like, dude. you I'm fucking like, picked that dude to be the next president. He is talking shit about you for crying at your, at your, for crying at your funeral. daddy's funeral. You are so fucked. And so this is what I wanted to get into. We get, we get it with like, we'll just say it up front. We're bullshit, okay? Yeah. I like the idea of nobody figuring it out when people figured it out. Mm -hmm. And to me, Roman didn't figure it out until that night. Until the night, like... He went out in a crowd of protesters. And realized he's bullshit. No one gives a fuck about him or his family. He is not better than them. Why? He got his ass kicked by, like, two people. No bodyguards. I'm going to walk. So Roman figures it out before any of them else. They're bullshit. What does he do? Runs home to cry to mommy, right? So then we're left with the other two who are bickering about like, you got it, you don't got it, you don't got it. And I'm going to put this on anything you want, dude. When she walked out and started talking to Madsen and he looked like he could give two shits, I looked at Becky. I was like, he ain't going to pick her. He's going to fuck her over. And she looked at me. I was like, watch. I called it just Mm -hmm. without just disinterested he was at all i was like yep she backed the wrong fucking horse it's that same energy when like when you thought she was really really like about to grab the brass ring from logan or whatever and eventually it's i think it's the piss mad episode or whatever where he's just like stop buzzing around me like he snaps on her and it's like she's been nothing but like she's been killing it behind the scenes essentially Mm -hmm. but she also has been like She's so eager. It's the same shit when it's like, when she'd be like, oh yeah, you know, I think they'd be comfortable with the US CEO and Madsen would be like, oh yeah, who do you have in mind? She'd be like, uh, uh, me? And you're just like, you can't do that. You can't, like, like you can't do that. You can't suggest yourself for it. Like, you, you should, have to let somebody else say it. I'm sorry. You cannot just be like, oh, well, clearly me. Like, I should be the person. Like, that's not how any of this shit works. Yeah. And when you seem like you are... Because that she's, eager because you yeah. think like, oh, I got this. That not, is not the even second that. you lose all credibility. Dude, yeah, but not even that. That's people. in that's that was in the to me, 
the CEO bit about her saying herself, that was in the vein of like, I know you want to fuck me. I know you do. So like, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. People already think that like, you're my puppet, any puppet master anyway. Like, might as well go ahead and make me CEO. It works. You know, you got the name, you got this, you got that, you know? So like, again, yeah, you can't say that. Like, it's gotta be me. You should have, she should have said Tom at that point. And he would have been like, mm. so funny again when she's like, oh yeah, Tom will suck the biggest dick in the room. And basically like, oh yeah, you can totally get rid of him. And like, I would be fine with that or whatever. And you're, you're sitting there going like, oh, this is Madsen going like, oh, oh, this is the guy. This is definitely my guy. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole time. Yeah. And of course, baked into all of this is the thing that she's been up against this whole fucking time. She has a vagina, dude. I'm yeah. sorry. The show is, like, it's never, I mean, it's pretty upfront about it, even though it's not, like, screaming it at you all the time, but it's just like, no, the world that she's operating in is, is incredibly misogynistic and sexist, and she's a woman at the end of the day. She's never, like, of course, they would rather take Tom, who on paper doesn't make any real sense, but, like, kind of also does, because he's been at ATN for all these years. He's been doing actual work. Supposedly, and we never see any of it. He's gonna have the next generation of Roy children, right? Like, of course, he he fits perfectly. He yeah. spit perfectly the entire time. But it's just like, yeah, it and you was know how never, you know he spit fit perfectly. He was the only motherfucker to get Logan Roy a gift on his birthday. Yeah, the first episode. Granted, he did regift that to a Mexican family that his children mortified, that mortified him, and he had to like pay off the family to like please don't sell this to a magazine. So he regifted it, but Tom was the only one who brought him a fucking present. Isn't Tom also the one who tags the kid out? Yeah, and that's <laughs> it is too. So you, if you want to get technical, you really can't like any of them at all. Oh, never. I mean, you that's know. I mean, well, again, the thing I always it it kind of took forever to, I guess, to make it all the way up the rung to Shiv to him. Uh, and there's a little bit of it echoed in the conversation with Madsen, but. Greg has kind of always been privy to it that it's just like Tom's fucking he's he's a climber dude like he just he is that's his thing like you know by any means necessary he is the most cutthroat Mm -hmm. and you never like never really pieced it together but like he yeah it always made sense yeah Uh, I I do love it when he when they basically I I love the 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 because there's like there is that tension of like I think um I think I mean I mean obviously like I want I want to fuck her oh, I'm sorry it's just making you uncomfortable <laughs> and you're like okay you would like to think the way he delivers just, because what we are men yeah, um is no, just because, it's incredible because, because you if you well, we're if both you, men you fast forward or you rewind back to the whole open relationship thing. And he goes to the political dude. He's like, you've drank my wine. You get the fuck out of my wedding. Like, that's Tom's big dick on the table move right there. He can't do that to Madsen. Right. Right. Now, so what does he do? He's willing to, like, forego that. Allow Madsen and whoever to make jokes about his wife. And, like, he's he's still married to her. The woman that's going to potentially have his baby. And, like... You're willing to accept the CEO job, the guy that you're, quote unquote, in-laws, your family selling this company to, 
you're going to accept the CEO job from him knowing that like any chance he gets, he's going to try and fuck your wife. You don't give a shit about that at all. You love being rich. And yeah. Because you, you got your, you got the biggest toy. You got the, yeah, you're the <laughs> bestest boy. Exactly. You know? And that's, that's, and that tells you everything you know right there about everything. But it also explains like, it just, the fact that she, like the fury of which she stormed out of there being like, oh, no fucking way. It's not Tom. Like, if it ain't going to be me, it ain't Tom, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, then I guess the turn at the end, like, it's just so. What, yeah, what did you make of the turn? Because I, of, again, what was pretty much an across the board. I, I've heard some little quibbles with the finale, few and far between. But the Shiv turn, some people are kind of like, I don't know if it tracks. In the final moment, and I ha- I have my own take on it, but I, yeah, I'm just curious. So, why do you think ultimately, with I, with again with how the fervor that she has of just like fuck you, motherfucker, we have the numbers, and walks away from him after he's like, it's gonna be me. Um, yeah, what do you think is the the scale tip back in the other direction? It's the fact that he, uh, it's totally the fact that Tom told her it's gonna be me, because she's learned more than anything she can't trust her brothers at all definitely not and yeah. the whole time we we talked about this last time i didn't even mention it i don't i would not if i regardless of how he felt my own brother fucked me over by voting no with my dad in the room in the first season why i would ever think he would ever help me out which i was amazed that, that Rome didn't do the same thing Again, say no. Nah, I'm for it. You he know? so clearly did not want to. Like, right. he, uh, nope. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. So half-hearted. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, she's walking in there. Oh my god, dude! The moment. I'm sorry. But the moment before they go in, though, when he comes in and it's just like the dealing with being in dad's office, mm-hmm. seeing Kendall all of a sudden be behind there. Wherever Jerry comes in, mm-hmm. and he has the breakdown moment, and he's just like. But why isn't it me? That was another time when it almost, it got me because I was just like, dude, I know we can talk about the tortured soul of Kendall Roy like forever, but Roman, who is the one who never seemed like he gave a shit about any of this to begin with, is the one who has arguably been the most like eviscerated because of it. Mm -hmm. And he's sitting here at the end and he's like, and I, I still... I don't even have a shot. This thing that I didn't even really want, but I kind of only wanted because, well, now Ken's Ken's not the favorite boy. Maybe I can be dad's favorite boy, whatever. Um, yeah, that really... It's just because he's the baby. That's all. But he's not the baby. But he is the baby. Who is the baby? Shiv's the youngest, but oh. he's the baby boy, yeah, he's which the might as well boy. be yeah, the... Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Shiv is the, is the baby girl. She's the youngest. Um hmm. But yeah, that, that that moment of, um, but why isn't it me? Or I just feel like people are going to be wondering why isn't it me? And then, you know, they embrace, he breaks the stitches again, like mm-hmm. all of that before they go in for the vote, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he was giving him an out because he was like, I think I should do the call in if I'm not well, unity. He's like, yeah, but I mean, and I took that as like, he's going to break his stitches so that like, if he does bail, 
he has the out of like, I had to leave. My stitches were bleeding again. He was doing what a big brother needed to do of like, I'll help you out. I'll give you the out of not having to be there. You can call in if you can't sit in the room. But then he chooses like power move. I'm going to go sit in the room with a bleeding head to, mm-hmm. to say what I'm going to say. You know? Yeah. And we should, before we get to that, when they go and like, they go to her, their moms to like, get him to like figure out what's going on with voting when they decided to go down to the fucking the the uh the beach that night uh-huh bex turns to me and goes what if they all just fucking got caught in a riptide and died right now i was like that's dark as shit but like that would be <laughs> hilarious if they just all suck that and then when they started talking about murdering him and i'm like what if it just turns to that like it's legit like these kids are so incensed <laughs> that their older brother is going to get such it. a wild move. They have in the, the finale. Fun, yeah, of course, you know, and so when it doesn't, and then they had this beautiful scene where they're all kids again. And you're like, this was them 20, 30, 40 fucking years ago. Right. Yeah. And then it switches to just all out visceral, just hatred amongst all of them. Well, again, I when fucking love it. Like it's so good. It. So apparently that is the last scene they filmed. Was that like, uh, the drink fit for a king? Mm-hmm. And apparently, Jeremy Strong's method ass drank all of whatever they put in there multiple takes and was like throwing up and shit Ugh. in between. Just like, dude, and I'm listening to him today on a podcast. He's just like, I just, I wouldn't know how to not drink it because Kendall in that moment is. They told him if he drinks it, he can, he can be king. So. I wouldn't know how to honestly communicate that if I didn't drink it. I'm <laughs> just like this guy is. This guy's. He's on another level, dude. I, you I think don't Brian know, Cox man. is sitting in his Scottish mansion, just like thank fucking god they dude, killed me. So you know? yeah, Brian Cox has been like pretty. Pu- Here's the thing. He went on a wild press tour, like for the last little bunch or whatever, and he's kind of publicly said a couple times that he's like fucking Jeremy Strong, like really you gotta do all this where he's like it's called acting my friend (laughs) like that sort of shit but I'm sitting here going I'm like dude what if though what if what if Cox is like so such a gifted actor or whatever that he's like oh but this is his process and I'm respecting it I'm negging him in public as myself about his process the way that Logan Roy would (laughs) in the like he's like I'm perpetuating the dynamic to make him a better actor like I'm telling him all this shit is worthless and pointless that he's doing because I know it's actually working and it's it's really worth it I have to do it until I know they're done shooting it's just so weird yeah Yeah. but I I, with how I could feel in that moment because that scene goes on for so long and everything I was like you can feel it ending. Like this is the first time it felt like a finale where I was like any other episode, this scene would never go on this mm-hmm. long, but they're trying to give them, they're trying to show you one last little moment of like, Hey, just remember when these, when these three can put all this shit aside or when they're not focused on all of this stuff, they seem like they'd have a pretty fun time if they all just were like, fuck it. Let's go spend our millions and you know, just mm-hmm. eat fancy food and vacation in places like they probably have a really great time mm-hmm. but they're all broken fucking people on the inside who have to chase this other inevitable thing so so and i looked at it as like see this this is great this 
like this episode, it's going to be the last time you ever see this because after what happens tomorrow, oh, it's none of them will no ever be in a back. room together again. They no, will never, they'll probably never ever, speak to each other again after what again. happens the yeah. next day. Um, so yeah, board boardroom breakdown. I mean, yeah, just vote well, for me. Just just do it. Just just vote for me. Come on, I'm I'm, Dude. I'm the firstborn. I I'm the eldest boy. I'm the eldest boy. <laughs> You're not. I just that again. That's the sh- that's the shit where I'm like, dude. Whatever shit Jeremy Strong has to do behind the scenes to get to those scenes, he has the smallest ego as an actor I've ever seen. He has no problem looking like a complete douchebag or piece of shit. It's like there's zero vanity. Mm-hmm. at all and it's just, I, I don't know dude but it's just like to be that impotent and impudent at the same time just like again he is a small child mm-hmm. trapped in the body of a 50 year old man in that moment and again the the dialogue is there but the physical performance of it is like everything is communicating this is a child who who's like the toy's right there fucking let me hold it just let me <laughs> Fucking hold it, please, please, please. <laughs> and they won't let him do it, dude. And the escalation is like, I'm sorry, you can't do it. Why? Because you killed a guy, man. He's like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Immediately. No, no, no. That didn't, didn't happen. I made it up. Bit? I made just, it up. You were just doing it. Well, yeah. and of course, the fact that that would be the thing that Roman is, is of course, just like, Oh, so the most fucking emotionally vulnerable we've ever been with each other in our entire lives. The one moment I felt like with this thing that he secretly craves on the inside that he can never just say out loud, which is like the kid just wants a hug. He just wants to be loved. And he's just like, so the one moment when I thought we were being genuine, like that was a bit. And now I don't even know if like, are are you lying in the moment now or whatever? It's like that breaks the emotional trust with him. That also like reinforces to Shiv. It's just like, I can't. And I think the biggest thing. He says in that moment, he's like, well, I think we know that this is an ultimately hollow existence and a job that ultimately kills you, um, but I still want it kind of thing. Like, this is all I'm built for. Just give it to me. Let me have it. I don't it. know how to do anything else. That She's was my favorite. He's trying to spare him. I think that's what it is at the end. Of, I genuinely think that's what it is. They just watched their dad die. And I think she is genuinely like, as much as I detest you, can't stand anything you stand for at this point you have no moral compass you have no, nothing that i can latch on to in that sort of way i think it's a mercy killing essentially she basically is like i have the final deciding thing that could basically spare you burning the fuck out and ruining the rest of your life even though it's arguable whether he has anything left to live for he has alienated everyone in his life but I, I, that's how I took it. I, I took it as like she was trying to spare her brother, who she loves, but ultimately is like this guy is not not a good person. Um, from the fate of like what it she can see, he is becoming our father, and I can't let that happen. That's kind of how I, how I took it, and the fact that obviously he will never actually ever be their father because right. he's a little kid. Um. So yeah, that and then the 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 bloodline thing. Oh yeah, which came, you know kind of came out of fucking nowhere, and I was like, 
that's some of the most vicious shit that's ever been said on yeah. this show. But just mm-hmm. like, well, just technically, you know, just just telling you how dad saw it or dead father who can't speak to the contrary right now. But yeah, dad thought it was a test tube baby and a buy-in or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, whoa. And then he's like trying to fucking gouge his eyes out. Yeah. That shit escalated so quick to not see that coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and it's just like after that, it's fucking broken. The, the we're bullshit. It's all bullshit. Like none of this matters. Like all that's so beautiful. And the one, sorry, the one moment we didn't quite touch on is the last Connor moment. But when they go to do the stickers for the, uh, mm-hmm. what's uh, the will, whatever's left over, and everything, and they have the the virtual funeral, mm-hmm. um, and they're watching him and they sing the song and all that. Yeah, and he's yeah, just so brilliant because it just reinforced at the end of the day, and it mirrors it right at the end. The story that Shiv tells at that funeral about them being little kids outside the office, mm-hmm. making way too much noise, you know, they couldn't know what was going on behind closed doors, blah, blah, blah. At the end, they're grown they up, are but they are grown still ups kids. arguing outside the office in full. So here's the other thing. All of that is said at a very loud volume. Does everyone on that floor now know that Kendall killed a guy? Right. I had that thought because when he came in and he's so disheveled or whatever, and, you know, Frank just has to tell him like, you don't have it. Like it's seven done. to six, it's, it's it's done. There's also this look of everybody just kind of like, did you like, did you just admit to murder like in front of like hundreds of people? I don't know. You said no, you weren't there. But again, yes. the only guy who knows we the truth is, is the guy walking. Is, the, with is the your grim reaper who's going to be following you for fucking ever? Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I. What was so brilliant is what that. Um, virtual funeral thing led us into is like this was the inner circle this is the side of him you guys never ever got to see mm-hmm. seems like a pretty fun dude yeah. a pretty good pretty good dinner, dinner conversation or whatever and you're like who's there jerry carl frank people who have been with him for fucking decades at this point mm-hmm. seen the best seen the worst whatever whatever but like that's who he surrounded himself with and and who else is there connor the one person who kind of made his peace with like i don't need any of this i'm gonna go enjoy my millions and like kind of maybe later in life it's like "Ah, i would kind of like to impress him like maybe i'll run for president or something but was never like never he was never never, attached it was never the the make or break thing for him as a person Mm -hmm. he was able to just like oh hang out with dad on the weekends we're getting dinner i'll razz him a little bit you know, and they could have that kind of repartee between mm-hmm. each other. But these other three who just got like sucked into the vortex of and that oh my god, the whole Kendall thing of like, he promised me at Candy Kitchen when, we were, when I was seven. It's like, dude, nobody should ever do that to a child. Like right. and he even knows in the moment he's like, he should have never done that. And it's like, Yeah, dude, and it's like, but you could still make the adult decision to like move beyond that, but you're broken broken brain has just been like this is the only thing i can or should do with my life and then now you can't do it what the fuck is left for you and the fact that we leave shiv and essentially a loveless marriage where she is adjacent to power but never quite holding the brass ring tom getting to finally have his moment in the sun where it's like i've been fucking eating shit for four seasons my favorite was him pulling the thing off 
and stick it in on Greg's forehead and be like, yeah, it's okay. I got just enough capital for I, you. I got enough for you. I also loved Hugo coming up to him and like, hey, you know, great, congratulations. And him just me, where's, where's Carolina? <laughs> so good. I do I love that, like, when they're taking High the school. picture. It's it like, and we got Judas in the house, too, and he points over at Tom. Not Tom, he points over at Greg, and you're like, ah, ha, ha. But it's like, yeah, Greg, I mean, it's one of those things Greg where just, you're like. just a shit player at the game the whole time. Yeah. Always too giddy to like, oh, I got a piece of information, how can I use it? And just like, no patience for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those where like, again. I 100, I just want to say. I love the show. I think it ended brilliantly. I would 100% watch season five succession with Tom and Craig yes. at the head of everything with Jerry and Carl and Frank in the background. Oh, no, they're all getting fired. He already said Well, that. no, he said he was keeping Jerry. Yeah. He said he was keeping Jerry, but he said he was getting rid of Carl and Frank. Yeah, because but I love that they're, they're like t- golden parachutes or one yeah. last rodeo. <laughs> Yeah, we should have smothered him in the womb when we had the chance. Oh, God, I love it, dude. Yeah. And it's it's one of those where, like, it's just so, like, and again, going back to, like, figuring it out, like, I think it's it's not until Shiv, if Shiv did not know that Tom was in play, I feel like that's her voting to keep it in the family. It's only once he finds out, she finds out that it's him. That she knows that in her back pocket, optics-wise, she can still be relevant. Well, and it kind of, retroactively, a lot of people were like, so much made of the baby mm-hmm. throughout the season. And it's like, well, clearly she- comes into play because regardless of how loveless this marriage is, the long con and the ultimately like dark story of this is like, you're gonna have another Roy child mm-hmm. who is groomed from the cradle to the grave to do this thing supposedly mm-hmm. and then when they actually reach the age to do it will they go through the same fucking fucked up cycle of mm-hmm. you know trying to grasp the brass ring and never quite being able to put their hands around it I don't know um, but who's to say that in a month it's not all cut up because Madsen's gonna cut it up like he wants anyway yeah like and again that's where I'm like and again at the end of the day we forget you all just like when they, they all just made billions of dollars. Yeah. Like I know like Roman didn't want to do it. And he was like, I just, I don't want to go like take the fucking picture, you know, which is, is perfect after what you said to him, like, you know, about how it was never going to happen. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, take your fucking millions and just fuck off. I mean, I and, love, and Roman seems like he's the only one who's doing that. Yeah. Who just kind of goes back to what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I for a minute I was like, just jump, jump in the Hudson, just jump in the Hudson. So just supposedly, or not supposedly, I literally heard him say it earlier today. There is a take where he attempted to do that mm-hmm. in the moment, like improv, mm-hmm. and the actor playing Colin, mm-hmm. uh, like rushes and grabs him, and pulls him back. Essentially, the idea that like he's he has forced himself into a situation where it's like, he'll always be watched or have this like reminder of his father over his shoulder. And even if he is at the end of his rope, he does have somebody there who ultimately would not let him end it. So he is stuck in this perpetual state of like, you know, they have the exact opposite, you know, he's, he's not high up in the tower of glass the mm-hmm. way they always are. Whatever. He's down on the street level mm-hmm. and they've had him in bodies of water throughout the series. Um, at moments of triumph and at moments of like 
oh, maybe he's dead, <laughs> like towards the end of season three, mm-hmm. where they do that fake out, if you even want to call it that. Um, but to have him here where it's like he's literally trapped between like he's been reduced to street level, but he still can't get to the quote unquote like freedom of the ocean or whatever, and he can just sit and stare at it. It's like this thing that was in reach forever and he'll just never be able to he just that's it he's in a perpetual state of just longing for that thing Mm -hmm. and yeah i thought it was a great fucking final shot and a great summation of everything and again some people said they thought it was a little too on the nose i think some people needed to hear the we're all bullshit oh yeah no i felt it and to have it it come from roman uh not a you know the most cynical of the bunch in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but ultimately the most emotional and and uh heartfelt at times too um and like you said the hollowness of like i i elected a fascist because i thought my daddy would like it mm-hmm. my daddy who's dead what did i do like right why did i do that um and again, the the step back from all of this and like this whole final season, all of these decisions have been made in the span of like a week and a half. Right. All of this has happened in these characters' lives in like ten days. Yeah. It's insane. Uh yeah. Any other final thoughts? No, I just I thought it was like p- perfect way to end it all. I was thinking like you know, obviously for Shib, when she realizes it's not going to be her, mm-hmm. I think is when Tom tells her like, it's going to be me. Like at that point it was no, not a like, cause I mean, yeah, she's kind of been a bitch to him and things she said, she's never fully gone full bore against Tom, you know, at least not knowing like she hasn't well, actually I mean, tried my, to. So she's my never, argument would be that she, balcony fight is the dark, dark thing because it sets the table for like, I, I don't think there is any coming back from that after you've said those things to each other. Mm-hmm. But now, through circumstance, they are in a situation where it's like that. It kind of shows you we never saw the dissolution of their marriage, but it's like, well, how did Logan and Caroline fall apart? How did Logan and his first wife fall apart? You know, we get alluded to like mental health or whatever, but it's like how much of that was projection from him and just like, oh, she's being crazy, have her committed because it was that era, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I think there's there's some of got, that in and, the and, in the mix is like we're and, seeing the perpetuation of a, a certain amount of cycle. She became her mom against all of her trying not right. to. She became her mom because what did her mom have that she thought she should just have from the get go? Her mom had to deal with a an affair, a, a girl on the uh, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point that she associates that with like normal behavior. Right? Oh, absolutely, and perpetuates it. And perpetuates home. it now. So she can be married to Tom, have the newest round of, of Royce, and there'll be Wom's games now, but who cares? You know, but it'd still be the bloodline of Logan Roy. It's perfect for all the optics. But really the only way she can like kind of rebel against that would be to do what her dad did to her mom, but like do it to Tom. Like, oh, I'm gonna fuck the boss, of, the owner of this company, right. not you, the CEO. You know, because mm-hmm. I know, I know, I can do that, and you won't leave me because you love me. But like, you won't ever like. I will kick you, and you will always come back, no matter what. Especially now that I have you by the balls with the child. You know, and so. That to me, again, like I said, when she finds out Tom 
is going to be it. That's when she knows it's not her. And I feel like it's not really until he's sitting down there watching the water that he truly understands that it's not him. Mm-hmm. You know, like in his head, it, it's just a bad dream. He'll wake up tomorrow and it's like, it's still going to be the same thing. But again, you're fucking rich. So rich. So fucking Unfathomably rich. Mm-hmm. Yes. And again, lest we forget, every one of you was a piece of shit to a child on Thanksgiving in the opening opening episode of this show. Yes. And for that, I will never forgive you. And it really did set the tone. Yeah. <laughs> you can all you can all rot in hell for all I care. Yeah, I can't wait to rewatch. It. Oh yeah, I'll of tell you that right now. I can't wait for. Let's do. Let's jump thirty years. Tom is an aging CEO. His son is about to take over, but who's he got to contend with? Tom's old fucking like fucking disgusting brother Greg, who's just still hanging around <laughs> trying to get his creep his way into the fucking top seat. And who's gonna help him navigate this? Was well, estranged uncle Kendall. I want to watch uh, Carl and his brother-in-law go to their Greek island and yeah. just hang out. <laughs> And Frank visits them sometimes. Spoiler alert. That's all I want. Spoiler say. alert. Carl's brother in law is Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. It was Epstein all, all along. Um, How do you think he got out of that jail so quickly? Carl pulled some strings. Now Epstein's living it up on his own private island. Tune in next week for. Uh, what's Carl's last name? I can't really get it. I have no name. idea. Uh. But yeah, we will, uh, I guess we'll say goodbye for now and we'll have the great, like, you know, what is the state of television debate uh, on the next episode. Carl, Jerry, and Jeff hanging on the, oh, sorry. Dude, I would, yeah. I'm, I think it ended perfectly, but I think there is that dark part of me that's like, I'd watch like eight more seasons of this shit. You know what I want? I want someone to do. It's just so well written. I want someone to take one of these people from here. Make the entire Epstein story, but don't tell me it's him. So, like the first season, I think I'm getting like a, a slick like, okay. and then it's like season two, you would be like, "What's your name? Like, what's his name? Oh, his last name's Epstein." Like, what? I get the rug pulled out of me under season two. I mean, no bullshit of a really dark show, but like, I would like to see the maybe the Succession equivalent of like the Epstein story, where it's like Succession tangentially is like loosely loosely based on the murdochs but it's like yeah give me give me another sort of thing like that i also i as much as i want to start the hbo show industry which started in the midst of successions run and is kind of like the younger hipper british like very finance industry focused show that apparently is very good and a lot of people like quite a bit it's been on for two seasons as much as i want to start that to like scratch my succession itch a little bit i think i'm honestly just gonna restart the show yeah like almost immediately because i talked to mikey last week and he or two weeks ago rather and he was like dude i started rewatch he's like it he's like the jokes hit even harder it's like it he said it's crazy going back to it because it's like those first couple episodes where you I don't know how you watch them, but I initially was kind of like, I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if I'm here for this show. I'm not if I'm going to stick, stick with it. And it wasn't until like episode four or five, I think where it kind of fully had its hooks in me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, no dude, from the get go, there's so much that just like pops even more a second time through. And I was like, 
I could definitely see that happening. So I look forward to a rewatch. We'll have the whole state of television debate on our next episode when we discuss Dave and uh, first episode of The Idol. So uh, that's your new and, HBO uh, Sunday night recap programming. Of, uh, Class of 09. I'll fill you in on the latest. Uh, I got plenty of other stuff I finished yeah. that I can catch you guys up on as well. Dead Ringers, uh, Mrs. Davis, etc., etc. I think you would like Dead Ringers quite a bit. Check it out. Six episodes, Amazon Prime. Uh, latest season of Below Deck, Mediterranean. I can get you in on that. And, uh, we'll talk about the only reason it. I won't make fun of it is because it's Steven Soderbergh's favorite show. Is that a show or is that a... Below uh, Deck? Is that a show? What? Is that a show or is it a program? It's a show. It's not a program? No, it's not a program. Okay. I, that's the difference Programs are from the 50s. Okay. Is it, is it an episode or is it a, is a show? I don't know. What is television? We will explore this and more next week on the RKB Podcast. For this week, I have been Noah. And I have been Gavin Roy. Hey. Did you notice that I changed my name on um, on one of the... Gavin shows? Roy the second. Yes, I did. So there's a Gavin Roy Sr. Somewhere. Okay. I am... I killed him in combat, and I've <laughs> taken his name. I am the cat from yeah. Kiki's Delivery Service, because it looks like one of my cats. Did I, put, did I put Brian Cox on there as my dude? No, you put Connor... I did put Connor. Yeah. Because Bex was like, you you should do Connor. I was, I was like, going to do, do Roman, and then I was like, no, because he's not the baby brother. He's just the middle brother. He is the youngest brother, but it's not, yeah. he's not the baby. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to do Porco Rosso, the Miyazaki character, the pig that flies planes. Mm-hmm. Don't have him on there. So HBO, excuse, excuse Max. me, Max, if you're listening, let me get a Porco uh, avatar, please. I, I would like that very much. Please put that on your service. Uh, can we also get some for Six Feet Under, The Wire? Uh, they do have Sopranos on there. Of course. But they don't... Give me The Wire. Give me Six Feet Under. Give me Oz, dude. Give me all the cast of Oz. I want Vern Schillinger. <laughs> the, uh... I won't, I'll take Maloney from Oz. The sure. Aryan Brotherhood led by J.K. Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Vern Schillinger. Speaking of that, avatar. dude, I watched Whiplash the other day. Yeah. Just cause, cause it's a great film. fucking intense, bro. Had you not seen it before? No. You got to stop bringing up shit like this <laughs> at the end of episodes. It's my favorite part. So we'll talk about that sometime soon. Okay, I'm Noah. He's Gavin. We're the Blanchard Brothers. That's the RKV. Uh, yeah. Fuck off. I'm the old spy. <laughs> We're bullshit. This is all bullshit. This doesn't mean anything.